the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join the fight to end human trafficking. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern-day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. Now, here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Dave, and welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're actually going to do something a little different today. So we don't have a studio guest, and I actually had the opportunity to talk about human trafficking in a different way out in the community with a Glow International of San Rafael, Marianne Thide, who's the president over there, and Sheila Watson, their treasurer, invited me out to preach a couple weeks back, and they were kind enough to record the time together. And the message is absolutely relevant to the things that are going on in today's world, the challenges that we're experiencing, whether it's you know natural disasters that are impacting Mexico and Miami and a variety of, of areas there in the East Coast, or shootings in Las Vegas, or human trafficking in any city near you. Whatever it may be, it's really a time where we as people need to come together as one body, as lovers of Christ. We need to come together and really see the pain of our brother and sister and lend a helping hand. And so this word that the Lord gave me a couple of weeks back there at a Glow International, I think, is one that is relevant for this time. And so we are going to be listening to that word. And I do thank you for the opportunity, Glow International, and hope you enjoy. This first segment, we're going to be talking about embracing God's nature and embracing the assignment, the purpose that he has assigned over our life. Enjoy. I've come expecting that we're going to go out differently than the way we came in. And um, 
as I was preparing for this, I was um, in my word and the Lord began to reveal some things in the word that I had read. You know that how that goes where you read something and then you read it again and it's it's just alive. It's just new. It's fresh. And 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 so um, right in the beginning in Genesis, we're going to start in Genesis one, uh, 26 through 28. But let me pray. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much. God, I'm just humbled. I'm just humbled. There's no other word, God. God, that you would see fit to use me in this way. God, I honor you with my life. I pray that you would just pour out your spirit on your people, God. That they might know you in a deeper way. In Jesus' name, amen. So, can you guys hear me okay? Okay. So, we're going to read here. In uh, Genesis 1, 26 through 28, he says, and I'm reading out of the message translation. He says, God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature so that they can be responsible for the fish in the sea and the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself. And every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He says that twice now, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them, prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air. Be responsible for fish in the sea and the birds in the air for every living thing that moves upon the face of the earth. And what jumped out to me as he was going through creation, as he was revealing creation and and the steps by which he created the earth and each of us. He's revealed to me that he gave us purpose in the very beginning. And many of us are wondering what our purpose is. But he's made it very clear. He said, I made you in my image and you have my nature. And you are responsible for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. When we think about that responsibility, there are times when we look around us and we see people in pain and we feel connected to them, but we think that's not my business. That's not what I'm called to, or those are not my people. Uh, How many of you are heartbroken about what's going on with Hurricane Harvey and Irma and and, and, and you're, you feel grieved and, and you've been interceding for them. Why do we feel that way? They're not here. They're not our neighbors. They're not next to us. It's because of God's nature that has been deposited in us. That tells us, that gives us a feeling of compassion and empathy for someone that's across the nation or in Mexico or in Puerto Rico that's, that's lost their home that's lost their children 
whose baby is floating away in the lake, in the water, whose family has passed away. And our heart grieves. And we feel that. And that's okay because that's, that's part of God's nature that he's deposited in us. And there are all these things in the world that want us to break away from that nature or teaching us to break away from that nature. But what I, I want us, the Lord wants us to do today is to embrace that, to get more in touch with that, to understand what it means for our lives. So here he says, as the earth was created, he assigned us this purpose. He assigned us this, um, uh, this ownership. And then as you go down in Genesis 4, he talks about a different story between Cain and Abel. He's introducing a new concept that many of us know very well. He introduces the idea of jealousy and competition, which actually resulted in a departure from our purpose. So he introduces Cain, who was born of Adam and Eve, and then Abel. God accepted Abel's offering, but did not accept Cain's. Cain became upset, and he said, And then God sort of rebuked him. He said, uh, and I'm in Genesis 4, 6 through 7. God spoke to Cain. Why this tantrum? Why the sulking? If If you do well, won't you be accepted? And if you don't do well, sin is lying in wait for you, ready to pounce. It's out there to get you. You've got to master it. And, and, and as I was looking at that, I thought, wow, um, what does he mean? So, so he didn't affirm Cain at that moment. He affirmed Abel because he's sovereign. And he decided that I'm going to affirm Abel. And he was instructing Cain, learn how to accept what I give you, when I give it to you, how I give it to you. There's timing to our reward. There's timing to our acknowledgement. And there's the bigger purpose of taking responsibility over every living creature. Because if I really am exuding the, the purpose of God, then I should be happy that Abel got what God had for him. But too many times we're worried about what we didn't get. About what we don't have. Instead of worrying about Abel and him getting his chance. But Cain could not. Sin was lying in wait, ready to pounce. And so he had words with his brother and they were out in the field. And Cain came at his brother Abel and he killed him. Hmm. God said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And he said, how should I know? Am I his babysitter? Am I his keeper? (laughs) What do I care if he lives or dies? Am I his his babysitter? Now, many of you um, can't relate to that. 
I mean, we're, we, uh, you know, I walked in here and I said, oh, everybody in here is a perfect Christian. <laughs> everybody in here got it nailed down, right? We, we can just, the, it's over. Let's just go out and eat. Let's go have something to eat, right? Well, I was thinking, you know, I, I think I, I do a pretty good job of lending myself to my brother and my sister, of being my brother and my sister's keeper. And yet, so I'm going to tell on myself a little bit here, okay? Uh, in, in this fight against human trafficking, it's hard. So we're going to go to a break, but I just want to remind you to give us a call at 844-249-2698. If any of this is connecting with you, if this is resonating with you, we want to hear from you. And we also want to know how we can pray for you. You can also listen to this segment and this message on podcasts at abolitionradio.org and share it with your friends. And we'll be right back for another session of Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Abolition Radio as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries Supporting Abolition Radio. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. I want to go ahead and continue with the message. This next segment is really talking about being stretched by God. And specifically in my fight against human trafficking, some of the areas where the Lord has been stretching me, I hope you enjoy and see a little bit of something for yourself in this. Before I go into the segment, I like to just remind you that we want to know how we can pray for you. And that's at 844-249-2698. And you can listen to this session and other segments we've done at abolitionradio.org. I was doing some street outreach on Watt, and that's where a lot of people are sold. And uh, uh, we do street outreach once a month, every third Saturday of the month. We go to Manteca and Stockton and Hayward and San Francisco and Oakland and San Jose and all these different places. Sacramento was 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 the, the, the city of that time. And I was walking down, and we went into this hotel parking lot. And there was these two guys standing looking really rough. And, you know, one of them had on a tee, a white tee, and, and um, he had his, his, his glasses on. And um, he, both he and his buddy looked like they were high. And, and there was another uh, group of girls. And it was very clear to me that they were selling them. And they were looking out and they were watching. And uh, just a little bit about me. So I grew up uh, in poverty pretty in pretty difficult situation in San Francisco. So 
uh, that kind of situation doesn't scare me. So I, uh, I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to move them out the way. <laughs> and we're going to get these girls and we're going to go talk to them and love on them and, 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 and it's going to be all right. But the Lord, and sometimes he's had me do that. But other times, this time he had me go to a different place, a tender place against my flesh. And he said, no, no, yeah, I want you to pray for the girls, but I want you to go to the guys this time. This time, I want you to go pray for them. And I said, come on, God, <laughs> not them. Them, the ones who are enslaving these over here. Yeah, them. Yeah, them. I love them. I love them, too. And so I went and I walked over to them and I said, can I offer you some prayer? And the one that looked the hardest, he was like, yeah, yeah, I need prayer. And he put his hands out and we held hands and he began to weep. And I began to pray for him and his heart was broken. Because he knew in his heart that what he was doing was not what he had been called to do. And so I ask, am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? And I mean, God always have, I always have this, really, God? Really? <laughs> really? Another situation? <laughs> Last night we went to have dinner. And we were enjoying ourselves. It was Cleo's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Cleo. And we went and we had a great time. And uh, I was driving home. And we actually are placing, in the process of placing a young lady. She's 22. And she has a one-year-old son. And she's been exploited. And she has been living homeless in a park for the last week. And we're in the process of placing her in a home. And... Um, we couldn't get her in last yesterday, so we put her in a hotel last night. So on my way home, after I had my good time with my ladies from church, and I'm just wanting to go home and get to my husband and enjoy my, my life and say hi to my kids, she calls me, they're not letting me in the hotel. So I had to drive to Hayward to go see if she could get in the hotel. Really, God? Really? Can I just get home and go to sleep? But, but I got to tell you, um, he made it so easy. I, I literally, I drove up. I said, hi. Everything was done. She was in her room. It was five minutes. Sometimes we think that serving God is going to be so hard and so difficult and we don't even make ourselves available to the thing that God is trying to do because we imagine all these huge things that it's going to mean. But if you're working in the place that God has assigned you with his purpose that says that I am accountable and responsible for every living creature, then we can do amazing miracles. It does it's not, it's not a work of works. It's by his spirit. We can literally, God can say, go over to that person. You're like thinking, oh, I'm going to have to explain the Bible. I'm going to have to know all the books of the Bible. And, and I'm going to have to know who all the disciples were. And I've forgotten the 11th one. And, and it's going to be so hard. No. You're going to go over. You're going to say just what God said. You're going to touch just how he said touch. And you're going to be done. That's it. 
It's so easy when we do what God says. And so, and so, let's go back to Genesis 4 because... Uh, as we think about, you know, it, it, uh, what I call all of those times, and sometimes I don't listen, sometimes I don't obey. Okay, so I'm, I'm, be, I'm really going to tell on myself, sometimes I don't, and because uh, I'm thinking to myself, that's too much. Um, but, but, you know, so I call those cane moments. I have my cane moments. And, and so when we look at Genesis 4, 10 through 12, uh, going on with those cane moments, let's see what God says to Cain about what he did. He said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's, your, the voice of your brother's blood is calling to me from the ground. From now on, you get nothing but curses from this ground. You'll be driven from this ground that has opened its arms to receive the blood of your murdered brother. You'll farm this ground, but it won't give you its best. You'll be a homeless wanderer on the earth. And then Cain said to God, my punishment is too much. I can't take it. You've thrown me off the land and I can never again face you. I'm a homeless wanderer on earth and whoever finds me will kill me. And this part is so beautiful. God told him, no, anyone who kills Cain will pay for it seven times over. And he put a mark on Cain to protect him so that no one who met him would kill him. Any of you have a mark on you? Any of you have a mark so that no one, uh uh-huh, that's right, so that no one will... That you're protected. You know why? Because we have everlasting life. We have everlasting life. We have a mark on us. Because we've all had cave moments. I hear the Lord saying to you, to you, to all of you. No matter what your cave moments are. He's saying, I still love you. I still love you. I still love you. I still love you no matter what. No matter what. And even you. And even me. I still love you. There's nothing that can separate you from my love. I ask you to think about what has you bound. What haven't you done for someone? What have you done? Anything that has you bound, God wants to free you from it today. He wants you to know that I love you. I love you. I still love you. I love you. Even so, I love you anyway. And we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Hi, this is Vanessa Russell with Abolition Radio, where every week we invite you to join the fight to bring an end to human trafficking. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, our nonprofit, which is dedicated to the rehabilitation, education, and protection of youth involved or at risk of becoming involved in domestic sex trafficking. Our goal with Abolition Radio is to eradicate human trafficking in all forms, sex trafficking and labor trafficking locally and globally. 
We are excited to bring this program to KFAX as we will share stories of hope and opportunities to mobilize the body of Christ and turn this audience into an army of gospel activists who will speak up for justice and act on behalf of those who are trapped or recovering from slavery. Find us on Facebook at Abolition Radio or on the web at abolitionradio.org. And join me each Saturday at 3 p.m. for an exciting episode of Abolition Radio right here on AM 1100 KFAX. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. I hope that really resonated with you. I know I certainly am continually challenged with the being stretched by the Lord in this fight against human trafficking. And and yet I know that his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And I just encourage you to walk in that. Of course, I encourage you also to email us. You can email me at Vanessa at loveneverfailsus.com if you have questions or feedback for me or you want us to pray for you in any particular area, you can also call us at 844-249-2698. And you can listen to this show and many others at abolitionradio.org. I did want to ask you to uh, give me some feedback on a few things. We're thinking about taking Abolition Radio nationwide and expanding what we're doing with KFAX to Salem Media on Sirius FM. And would love to hear from you. What do you think about that? Would that be something that you you would listen to? Many of you out there also have Sirius FM subscriptions and would love to hear if that's something you think would be a good next move for us. So go ahead and give me a call or send me an email. Tell me your thoughts. In this next segment, we're going to be talking about boundaries. Enjoy. When Cain was saying, am I my brother's keeper? He was diverting attention from killing his brother. He was not really, uh, he knew what he did was wrong, but he wasn't ready to take ownership about what he had done. And he deflected that ownership. He said, should I care about someone uh, that I hurt? Do I have any responsibility to, uh, to make it right with him? Uh, you know, he, 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 he wasn't, he was trying to redirect God's attention. I mean, can you imagine that? Trying to redirect God's attention? <laughs> like he's not the all-knowing God. Um, let, let me see if I can uh, confuse you. Let me see if I can shake this up a little bit. So, so you know, when I, one, of, one of the things that I see is that he had justified and rationalized his position. By saying, uh, you know what, Abel was competition to me, so he wasn't worth living. He didn't have the right to live. And while that's a little bit harsh, and maybe some of us can't relate to it because he actually murdered someone, do you know that some of the thoughts that we think about other people and some of the ways that we justify abusing people or neglecting people is the same thing? I don't care whether it's a, a religion, it's race, it's social economic status. Somebody has been exploited and we put them here. Someone's homeless, we put them there. Someone is Muslim, we put them here. Someone is lesbian, we put them there. Whatever it is, 
that we use to justify our behavior towards God's living creatures, towards God's children, who he said to love and to to take ownership of and responsibility for, is against the plan, the purpose, and the nature of God in our hearts. So we have to come against that. We can't, we can't agree with that, we ha- and we can't justify that, and we can't get into these cane ways of thinking and these cane ways of doing and these cane moments. We have to uh, go back to the beginning. Go back to the beginning place where we actually are walking in the nature that God has assigned to our lives. The purpose that he's put over our lives. Now let me tell I'm going to shift a little bit on you, but it's going to come back, and it's going to make sense. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I always ask God, what is, the, what is the main thing that you want me to uh, impart? Or what is a word that you want me to kind of study? And he gave me the word boundary. And that word boundary... Um, is uh, uh, I thought, okay, you know, it's going to get clinical because I'm, I'm a I'm clinically minded person. But no, what he began to show me is something that's called a boundary marker. Anybody know what that is? So it, back in the day when we didn't have the assessor's office and we didn't have someone in government that had a little drawing about how our houses were divvied up and this is your property line and that's your property line and you can put a fence up on this side or that side, there were these rocks. These almost looking that some of them look like tombstones almost, and they separate property. So if I had my house and my ranch, and then there was a little uh, a boundary marker, and then you had your house, that's that let us know that this was my property and that's yours. Um, how many of you know that, spiritually speaking, when a person is violated? When a person is abused sexually or physically or emotionally, that their boundary marker has been moved. A piece of what God assigned to their life has been taken. It's been disturbed. Uh, Our house is ours. It's nobody else's. To disturb, to walk on, to touch. Uh, and as the Lord began to unfold the plight of a person that is being trafficked, the main thing is very similar to any of you who have been abused sexually or physically or emotionally, is that your house has been disturbed. Your boundary marker has been moved. And God says in Deuteronomy 27, he says, starting in uh, 14 through 26, I'll just read the one part where he says, God's curse is on anyone who moves his neighbor's boundary marker. So when, 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 uh, when a person is violated in this way, when a, house, when a person's house is disturbed in this way, there's a curse that comes with that. Very similar to the curse that Cain received, right? You see the parallel? And, and, and so, so really, when I think about where we all could be sitting, 
where we all could be uh, sitting in our lives is in that Cain place because how many of you I mean I, I'm sure you could say well I haven't sexually abused somebody uh, but but I have a verbally abused somebody I have I mean, maybe I was abrasive with someone I put someone down I've committed abuse abuse has been committed against me I've had those cane moments. Even neglect is a form of abuse. Did you know that when you drive by someone and God tells you to do something for them and you don't do it, you're neglecting them? You're neglecting what God has assigned to you. The ownership that you have in that moment when he says, I want you to get that person something to eat and you keep going. I'm just too busy. Again, we're thinking to ourselves instead of knowing that, uh, you know what, God said pull over and get that person something to eat. And we don't do it because we have somewhere to go because we're thinking to ourselves and, and we're neglecting what God has said. So all of those different types of abuses that are, uh, we're committing against people and that have been committed against us, they, 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 they are doing damage to that person's property, to their temple. And they're going without things that God wants them to have that only you can provide at times. Now, will he send somebody else? Yes, he will. But the point is that he's wanting to do something in your life with your hands and your purpose, and you are not coming into agreement with him and what he has told you to do. And maybe there's that special thing in you that's going to ignite something special in the person that you're coming to. That you're going to, everyone's going to miss out on because you're not willing to put his needs or her needs above your own. So the Bible says that people, uh, says that curse, people are cursed that do that, that, that move the boundary marker. Um, he says that uh, those that have gone against what I have, um, whatever I've said, even if I rebuked you and you come against it with pride and you, and you, get, you work out of jealousy and competition against your brother or sister, even if you don't kill them but you slander them and you gossip about them and you try to derail what God has for them because you don't want them to be uh, elevated that is a Cain moment that's Cain behavior and so I ask you to reflect a little bit have you moved the stone have you have you moved the boundary marker all right well I hope you're enjoying yourself we're gonna go to a break and be right back and thank you for listening to abolition radio we'll be back with more abolition radio right after these messages. This is Pastor Gary from Faith Fellowship in San Leandro. We are so excited about Abolition Radio every Saturday. And we have seen Love Never Fails under Vanessa grow right here in San Leandro out of our church at Faith Fellowship. And now her ministry... God gave her a passion to get young people out of the sex trafficking and sex slave industry. And she has been doing a phenomenal job. Not only is it locally, but now it's going globally. In fact, I prophesied to her that God was going to use her to go nationwide. And that's exactly what's been happening. She is a woman with a vision, with a direction and a passion to see these young people come out of this kind of arena. And to God be the glory. 
Join with her every Saturday on Abolition Radio to hear what she has to say and then become a part of what she's doing. AbolitionRadio.org. Love never fails. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. This next segment, we're going to learn about God's love, that deep love that he's calling us to, that deep love that loves us right where we are. Enjoy. I think everyone in here has, can say both ways, yes? Or I'm the only one. No? Everybody? So the title of the message that the Lord gave me is, Who Moved the Stone? Who Moved the Stone? And he brought me to Luke 24 to look at that stone that was in front of the tomb where Jesus' body lied. He said, At the crack of dawn on Sunday, The women came to the tomb carrying the burial spices. They And this is 1 through 3, Luke 24. At the crack of dawn on Sunday, the women came to the tomb carrying the burial spices they had prepared. They found the entrance stone rolled back from the tomb. So they walked in. But once inside, they couldn't find the body of the Master Jesus. They were puzzled. Wondering what to make of this. Then out of nowhere, it seemed two men, light cascading over them, stood there. The women were awestruck and bowed down in worship. And the men said, why are you looking for the one living in the cemetery? He is not there, but raised up. Remember how he told you when you were still back in Galilee that he had to be handed over to sinners, be killed on a cross, and in three days rise up? And then they remembered Jesus' word. So, who moved? The, who rolled back the stone? Anybody know who moved the stone? <laughs> you know what God said to me? God said, who cares? he wasn't in there he wasn't there he had been taken up he had died and rose again for us his blood was shed so that we could continue to walk despite our cave moments despite our Departure from his nature. He was, he was killed. He was wounded. He shed his blood for our transgressions. And yet, and yet, we continue on with life everlasting. Who rolled back? Who moved the stone? Who cares? He rose. He's not there. He died for us. He died for us. And you know what? It's so that. We would know, I still love you. I still love you. No matter what you've done. No matter what you've come through. No matter where you've been. No matter what's been done against you. I love you. I love you with an everlasting love. And so, 
I just ask that you would just walk in that today. Walk in his purpose. Do not forget to look upon those who are in need on your left and on your right. Don't think to yourself, this is too much. I'm not, I'm not equipped. I can't do this. You're not. You're not. <laughs> I'm not. You know, you, you heard that bio that was re- read off earlier, you know, seven kids and a job and love never fails. I, I don't know how it's all happening. I just know that Jesus did it. And that's all that matters. All that matters is that we give him the glory and that we wait on him and that we listen for him and that we obey. And when we don't obey, we say, thank you for, for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being my king and my father, my Abba father. So let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for giving your blood, God. For reminding us that you still love us. Despite whatever we've done or haven't done, God, we've all fallen short, but you said, I still love you. God, I thank you for just pricking hearts right now. Reminding people of things that they're holding on to that are causing them to feel ashamed. Things that they're holding on to that are causing them to feel that Cain-like anger towards their brother and their sister. God, I pray that you would heal them right now. God, they would release it to you. And they would be excited for others. Be excited for the progression of others, even though it's not going the way that they thought it should go and they're not getting the praise they thought they should have gotten or the promotion that they should have gotten or the, or the accolade they should have gotten. God, I pray that they would just, they would just wait on you. Sin is lying in, in wait. If they go the other way, God, we want what you have for us. We wait on you, God. We wait on you, Lord. God, we only want what you have for us. God, and there's nothing that can separate us from what you have for us. God, there's nothing and no one that can separate us from your purpose, God. Your purpose, God. God, let us, let us be aware of areas where we're out of line with your purpose. God, that we would shed anything that is not of you. That we would walk in your might and your power, God. Knowing that you are careful to carry us to the place that we've been called to, God. God, that you will shed everything that is not like you off of us, God. That you will break everything that is not like you off of us, God. That shame would no longer control us, God. And fear would no longer control us, God. God, but only your power and your might, God, would bring us forward. Forward to the purpose that you have, God, for us, God. Let us receive your nature. God, your nature, God. Your nature that is to love. God, to love and to love and to love and outpouring. There's never a, a, a competition about love. There's too much to receive. 
God, and you make uh, hours turn into seconds. God, if we only will come into agreement with your purpose. God, give us supernatural power, God. Supernatural wisdom, God. Supernatural uh, ability, God, to transcend time, God. To transcend limitations that man creates, God. Lord, you are mighty. You are mighty. You are mighty. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, who moved the stone? Who cares, right? Because he's not in there. Woohoo! Well, we'll come right back. We have some events in the community. You can start to get active right now. And we're going to tell you how. And we'll be right back with Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Abolition Radio as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Abolition Radio. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Uh, We are going to go through some events. Before I forget, I want to give a shout out to my partner in justice, Benita Hopkins, who is actually traveling today. Uh, She's at a conference half uh, across the country uh, and uh, doing some education about uh, human trafficking and the church. And so um, she is not here with me today, but uh, sending her my love. And um, speaking of Benita, she will be speaking at an event called Through the Looking Glass, Uncovering Human Trafficking and Domestic Violence, a Community Conversation on October 19th from 530 to 930 at Chabot College in Hayward. Uh, so I uh, encourage you to go out there and uh, get involved in that. Also, I'm going to be speaking at um, a uh, an awesome church uh, that is hosting an event called Move with Compassion. And uh, they are um, the, the pastor and his wife are in the process of uh, planting a church, Noah Combs and his wife, Rachel Combs. They are um, planning a church in San Francisco, and so they're hosting this forum called Move with Compassion every month, and the address is, it's at the Cafe Street at 3-4, Cafe Street, Jorge, or George, J-O-R-G-E, 3438 Mission Street, and so please join us. I'll be uh, speaking there. And again, the event name is called Move with Compassion. It's a forum that happens every Sunday night. 
at the Cafe Street Jorge. I will be speaking on October the 29th, and that will be at Bay uh, Bay Church, and that is from 10 a.m. to uh, 12 noon. And I will, we're actually going to have a Freedom Sunday there, which is pretty cool. Uh, that is in um, also in San Francisco. So please come on out if you're local, and we'd love to see you, and I'd love to meet you in person. Also, I want to encourage you to get involved with our prayer uh, times, uh, nights of prayer. We have um, a prayer time, uh, prayer circles, I should say, that occur every month on the first Sunday of every month. And um, uh, that is in Hayward and in Dublin. If you want to join, there's a prayer, our our prayer leader for Love Never Fail, Chantel Alvarez is actually hosting the Hayward prayer meeting. Also, I want to encourage you to start your community prayer circle in the city that you live. We come together in a variety of cities throughout the Bay Area at 6 p.m. on the first Sunday of every month in a public place. And it's really a claiming back of the city and saying we're not going to have the human trafficking and all of the uh, other ails that root causes, the poverty, the lack of education, and ultimately the lack of love in our cities. We, we're going to pour out love. We're going to pour out love. Reach out to Chantel, who's our prayer lead, Chantel Alvarez, and her email address is prayer at loveneverfailsus.com. We have a set prayer team in Hayward and one in Dublin now, uh, thanks to Florence and her church, um, uh, Bamitale, and we are so excited about what you're going to do in your community. So please join us in that. Also want to encourage you to come out for our street outreach, which is every third Saturday of the month. And we, uh, I don't know where we're going this month in October, but uh, here we are, you know, coming up on October 21st, we'll be going out. So read reach out to streets. That's S T R E E T S at loveneverfailsus.com, and um, that's Angela, Angela Garcia. She is our street team uh, program manager. Reach out to her and uh, see where they're going this month and how you can get involved. You know, one of the things that we'd love your uh, input on, and if you want to jump on our Facebook page and, and, and just give us a quick note, or you can email me, but we're thinking about names as we contemplate going nationwide uh, one of the things we've heard is when people hear abolition radio, they don't really know what we're talking about. Um, we have to explain uh, it's not just about the abolish, you know, abolishing U.S. slavery, if you will, in terms of uh, traditional slavery and the way we think about it. But it's uh, looking at slavery from as modern day slavery and in human trafficking and and having to explain that, um, you know, is is something that some people have given us some feedback that it's a little bit hard to explain and people don't readily get what you're doing. And so wanted to know, did you have that experience when you heard abolition radio? We'd love your feedback. And if you think that there's another name that captures what we're doing uh, a little better, um, we'd love to hear that as well. So uh, any, any thoughts that you have, uh, please, uh, please do feel free to give them, give them over and share them with us. And then, of course, keep us in prayer in that space. Do we do we want to launch into a nationwide program? Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you think that's a good move for us? And 
And uh, and then uh, the second thing is, would you support us financially as we consider that? Uh, if you are enjoying these shows, we really need your support. And uh, we urge you to go on to our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com forward slash donate and donate any amount. Um, every, every, every amount makes a huge difference for us and helps us to stay on the air locally. And of course, considering this national opportunity. So we thank you. Uh, we certainly um, hope you enjoyed today and we will be praying for you. And as always, we want to make sure to let you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Abolition Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolitionradio.org, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported, nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in sex trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to abolitionradio.org and click on Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.